Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. First, Missouri Congressman Jason Smith. He is the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. I think he's even in the, the district or in Missouri. He's not in D.C. Let's check in with him. Jason, how are you this afternoon? Doing well. It's great to be in, in Missouri and to be home. Yeah, you're. Um, I saw that you were in Arnold doing some stuff with uh, with constituents. So you're you're in the district for a few days. I know you got to be back in Washington in a couple of days, though, right? We do. We go back to Washington on Wednesday for votes. Of course, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are votes. Um, but I'm in Jefferson City filing for re-election starts tomorrow. Well, uh, congratulations on that. Uh, by the way, on on the. Uh, congressional front do you anticipate that you will endorse in the third district race or do you know yet you know i want to see all the candidates that's going to going to ultimately file i know there's four um named candidates i think there's more that's coming typically i don't get involved in primaries in missouri but if I feel that it's necessary to make sure the right person gets there, I might I might get involved. Because that that district, um, well, I I think it crosses over with you know with other members of Congress as well. But it really butts up right against yours, doesn't it? It it absolutely does. I border more of that district than any district. And for example, half of Jefferson County that I represent, the other half is by the third district. So you work very closely. I've worked very closely with Blaine Lutemeyer and. I look forward to working closely with whoever um, fills his shoes. Well, what's going to happen with this deposition involving Hunter Biden this week, Congressman? I mean, this this obviously is something you've been waiting for for a while, right? We've been wanting Hunter to come in and answer questions for a very long time. So we're looking forward to to his time um, before the transcribed interview. I hope that he uh, is cooperative and actually answers questions. Of course, a lot of witnesses that we have come forward, they they are not really cooperative. They'll sit in the seat, but it's amazing how many things individuals do not recall. And so I hope that he'll be able to recall the millions of dollars that he has received from Ukraine, Russia, China, and he can recall a little bit more detail. So let, let's kind of go back to what happened. I can't remember when exactly the stunt took place, but obviously there are calls to get him to a deposition. They decided to show up with the documentary cameras in person in the committee. And of course, that was just all theater. But then they finally agreed to go behind closed doors. And are there any conditions or anything like that? Yeah, there's there's really not any major conditions. It just they decided to to come forward after there was an official impeachment inquiry vote. That way they felt like that there was legal standing and they couldn't deny um, coming before Congress. Think about this. Um, President Trump's son, Don Jr., came in for multiple private transcribed interviews throughout the tenure of, of President Trump. And so we're just asking for one time right now and we need to have answers to a lot of questions. What, what are you most interested in, in pressing him on? Is there anything in particular? 
I think there's numerous angles. Um, it's angles through the IRS whistleblowers have been my focus, and that's what the Ways and Means Committee's, um, Committee's jurisdiction has been under. So I'm wanting to know more about these these loans that he's taken out from Mr. Morris. Um, are they documented? What's the evidence of it? Why why it, why is a campaign donor of his father so invested to to give him four or five million dollars worth of loans to sustain his quality of living? And I also want to know um, all the funding that came in from the Chinese energy um, company, along with all the actors and parties that were involved. And I also think we need to look at Burisma, the money that was coming in Burisma and all the conversation that were going on during that time that Joe Biden was threatening to withhold money unless they fire the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma, which happens to be the same time that Hunter was on that board. Will this automatically mean that we'll eventually see Hunter Biden testify before this committee in public as well? I would think so. Of course, that will fall underneath the jurisdiction of the Judiciary Committee um, with Jim Jordan. But I would expect that at some point, this is just the first steps before a public testimony of Hunter Biden. Uh, let's talk about James Biden, because you had him in the committee, right? We did. Um, James Biden came in for depositions last week, and uh, his his priority in those depositions was protecting the family brand. And the family brand is clearly Joe Biden. And that's what they've been selling all over the country, all over the country and all over the world for access. And that's what he was doing. He questions and answers to protect that family brand. Well, and, and then on that front too, public testimony for the president's brother eventually? I would say it would definitely lead to it because a lot of the statements that he made are counter to the statements of numerous other individuals that have came forward from transcribed interviews, including the two IRS whistleblowers. All right. The other thing that's going on, Congressman Jason Smith is here. Did you notice that the president all of a sudden has discovered that the border might be a little bit of a situation for him politically? I think he's been looking at um, the comments from mayors in in major Democrat cities, Democrat mayors talking about the border crisis. This border crisis was all created by his making. In his first 100 days, Mark, in his first 100 days as president, he did 94 executive orders on immigration, rescinding successful policies under Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, we've had more illegals cross the southern border in his first year in office than all four years of Donald Trump combined. And it is clearly at his own hand by the stroke of the pen. It's amazing. Donald Trump is showing up on the border on Thursday, and guess who has to come on Thursday as well? President Biden. You know what? I'm glad he finally understands that the southern border um, exists, that there's an issue, and maybe he'll do something about it. Well, you know, I keep seeing more and more polling. I mean, this I think sometimes we describe this as an 80-20 issue. I think it's a 95-5 issue at this point. Now that this is finally getting more exposure, because one of my concerns, I think, for a while was that the most of the legacy media wasn't really paying attention. You have Bill Malusian and Fox, you know, reporting on all these Chinese nationals, et cetera, on a daily basis. A lot of other media outlets ignored, but then it became, I think it became too difficult to do that. 
I'll tell you, when you travel all over my congressional district in southeast, south central Missouri, it is a top priority. And you have to think, Mark, the folks that I represent, you know, they're struggling to put food on their table, clothes on their backs because the inflation going up almost 17, 18 percent since Joe Biden's been in office. But their number one issue that they're talking to me about is what's going on at the southern border. Congressman Jason Smith, always great to have you on. Enjoy your time in um, in Missouri. He said at the beginning of the interview, for those people who missed it, you're going to file like right now for re-election, right? Filing is tomorrow. So I'm heading to Jeff City right now as we speak. Knock some heads together there in the Capitol. They need that, I think, Jason, okay? I'm going to meet with um, all the state reps and state senators tomorrow. Um, and they're good partners. Let me say, Mark, they're good partners. We represent the same people and just need to continue to deliver from Missourians. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.